Good morning. So as uh, Laura pointed out, and as Roy pointed out, we are starting a new series that will take us through to Christmas called Behold. And, um, you know, obviously behold is not a word that you use in your everyday language or your conversations, um, but it is an important word. And as you uh, heard on that little video clip, uh, it can mean to consider, to take in, to ponder, uh, to take note of someone or something that is remarkable or impressive. In the Greek, the word behold literally means be sure to see, or in today's vernacular, you won't want to miss this. And yet, if you're like me, it is easy to miss what Christmas is really all about. It's easy to miss out on God's invitation to behold the birth of his son Jesus and instead behold all of the sales and parties and decorations. And, and not that those things are bad, but over these next couple of weeks, what we're gonna do is we're going to look at God's invitation to behold the gift of his son Jesus and the promises that he brings into our life. And so today, that's what we're going to start. Today, we're going to start by looking at God's invitation to behold Christmas light. Now, just a quick show of hands. How many of you enjoy Christmas lights? I know Laura asked you, I want to see your sign. Okay, how many of you uh, enjoy putting up the Christmas lights outside? Okay, <laughs> your hands went right down. I'm the only one. So, okay, how many of you put Christmas lights up outside? Okay, there's 10 of us. All right, that's great. I love, I love Christmas lights. I've been putting up Christmas lights for, for years. Um, but the thing about Christmas is that there is a lot of light, right? We see it everywhere. It is a prominent theme of Christmas. And it was certainly a prominent theme 2,000 years ago on that very first Christmas when Jesus was born, wasn't it? When Jesus was born in Bethlehem, the shepherds were out in their fields by night watching their flocks, and then they were able to behold the dazzling light of those angels reflecting the glory of God as they announced Jesus' birth. There were the wise men who came from the east, and they were able to behold the light of that star that led them to where Jesus was after he was born. Light is a big deal when it comes to Christmas. And light is also a big deal in Jesus and throughout Jesus' ministry. For example, Jesus says in John 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. And Roy read this just a few moments ago from John 1. It says, in him, that's Jesus, was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Or in verse 9, it says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So yes, Christmas is all about the light of God's love and mercy and grace that Jesus brings into a sin-darkened planet. As Jesus himself declares in John 12, 46, and Laura read this a moment ago, he says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. You see that word darkness? That's not talking about physical darkness, but personal darkness. So for all of you sitting here, for all of you watching online right now, I want you to understand that Christmas is a time for us to celebrate the fact that Jesus brings light into our dark days. And we do encounter dark days, don't we? There are all kinds of different dark days. For example, there is the dark days of disappointment. Dark days of disappointment where you're hoping for one thing and then you feel let down because something completely different 
happens. Kind of like Job. In chapter 30, Job says, when I hoped for good, evil came. When I looked for light, then came darkness. Has that ever happened to you? Where you were disappointed, you know, disappointed maybe that a friendship had fallen apart and you were hoping it would keep going? Maybe disappointed that your company was downsizing and you, you got laid off. Disappointed that you didn't do as well in a particular class at school. Or disappointed that you are making the same mistake, it seems like, again and again and again. Life can be filled with disappointments, can't it? It's kind of like, and I don't know if you do this, but when, you're, when you see the presents under the Christmas tree and you start thinking to yourself, you know what that present is, but then you're disappointed because it's the wrong size or the wrong color or maybe the wrong present altogether. <laughs> I can remember when I was a little kid, I, was get, I got this present, it was probably this big. And, and um, it was huge, of course, when I'm that big, it was like ginormous, but it had my name on it. And I, was just, I, was, I was just ramped up. I could not believe I was gonna get something that big. I had no idea what it was. In my mind, it was like a Tonka truck or just a ton of Legos or whatever. I was super excited. Christmas day comes around, I tear off all the paper, I open it up and inside is a sleeping bag. <laughs> Who gives a little child a sleeping bag? I didn't want a sleeping bag. I wanted Hot Wheels. I wanted Tonka trucks. I wanted Legos. I was disappointed. <laughs> now, in all fairness, I still have that sleeping bag, and it's a nice sleeping bag. But I was just tall. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that 2,000 years ago, Mary had some dark days of disappointment too, right? She's going to give birth to the Savior of the world. She knew that. She knew this was God's son. Where does she end up giving birth to the baby Jesus? Not in a Marriott, not in a Holiday Inn. Oh no, not even a Motel 6. Tell me, where was baby Jesus born? In a barn, right. It had to have been disappointing, right? I'm sure it was. And my guess is that all of you know what I'm talking about because you've experienced those dark days of disappointment. But there's a second type of dark days that we encounter, and those would be the dark days of distress. And that's when just things get completely wigged out. You feel overwhelmed, you feel frustrated because you got too much to do and not enough time and energy or even money to do it. You are stressed out. And once again, I'm thinking 2,000 years ago, maybe Mary and Joseph were stressed out over the fact that even though she's, what, eight or nine months pregnant, they have to travel 70 miles from Nazareth down to Bethlehem. That's like from here to Sandusky. Can you imagine being eight or nine months pregnant, ladies, and walking that far? And I know we see, you know, on the video clips and in tradition shows are riding on a donkey. The Bible never says that. But even if she did ride on a donkey, that couldn't have been a fun ride either. Either way, I'm sure it was stressful. And then... She's going to give birth to her first, her only, the only, the first baby she's ever had in her life. She's going to give birth to it in a barn, but she's going to be in a town that's far away from family members, friends, relatives. There's no one there to help her. No midwives, only Joseph. And heaven only knows how much Joseph helped or what he knew to do. So it, I'm sure it was a stressful time for them. Years before Jesus was born, King David talks about his dark days of distress. He says it this way. He says, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? Have you ever felt that way? Where you felt stressed out financially? Because you honestly don't know if you're going to have enough money to pay all the bills. 
Have you ever been stressed out physically because your health has just been lousy and it doesn't look like it's going to get better? Have you ever been stressed out relationally? Relationally, maybe at, because your relationships at work or at school stink, right? When you are in those dark days of distress, it is very difficult. A third common type of dark days would be the dark days of doubt. Those are dark days of uncertainty, where you kind of feel like you're just drifting and you find yourself saying, yeah, I, I don't know. My company's kind of a hot mess right now. I don't know if I'm going to have a job five months from now. Or I don't know if this other person that's in our relationship cares as much about the relationship as I do. I don't know. I don't know if God's going to forgive me, not after what I've done. I don't even know if he knows I exist or thinks about me. Those are dark days. Jesus says in John 12, verse 35, whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. But dark days of doubt are tough. One final type of dark days would be the dark days of depression. And this is just where you feel overwhelmed with sadness or sorrow because of whatever, but it feels like it's suffocating you. It feels like it's you know caving in on you. You feel paralyzed. You don't know what to do. It is awful, those dark days of depression. And my guess is that for those of you here, those of you watching online, maybe you've experienced those dark days as well. Dark days of depression and sadness, like when you, had, you went through a divorce or when you lost a loved one or when you experienced some major defeat of some kind in your life. Or maybe when you knew the right thing, but you did, went ahead and did the wrong thing anyway, and then it blew up on you. Yeah. Those are the dark days. And, and those dark days, even though it's the holidays and people, you know, you're supposed to be jolly. When you're in those dark days of depression, you don't feel like being jolly, do you? No. Feel more like Jeremiah, who in Lamentations 3 says, I remember my affliction and my soul is downcast within me. So those are just a handful of some of the more common dark days that you are sure to encounter in this life. And, and here's my question, when they strike, what do you do? And in 2 Samuel 22, it tells us, the Lord turns my darkness into light. Great, but how does he do that? Jesus declares, I am the light of the world. I'm going to bring light into your darkness. Awesome, how? Well, in the time that I got left, let me just share with you a couple of ways for each of those dark days that I just talked about. For example, one way to behold Christmas light in your dark days is to remember that when you are disappointed, Jesus encourages you. He encourages you. And there are multiple ways by which Jesus will encourage you. One of the more common ways that Jesus encourages you when you're feeling disappointed is that he reminds you of his constant presence. And that's a big deal. Because when you're disappointed, when you feel let down, you feel isolated, you feel like you're on this island all by yourself, but Jesus is saying, I'm right here with you. I never left. In Psalm 34, it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. You see that? The Lord is close to you. So yeah, maybe you feel disappointed because you were overlooked for that promotion that you were hoping for. Maybe you're disappointed because, um, because the, your relationship with your kids is not turning out as you had planned. Maybe you feel disappointed because your dream for starting up this new business or even for retirement hasn't materialized like you had thought. 
In those dark days of disappointment, it's easy to feel all alone. But I want you to remember something. Jesus is there with you. Jesus is your Emmanuel. And you guys know what the word Emmanuel means? Shout it out if you know. God with us, that's right. Because of his love, Jesus came to this earth to literally be God with you. Because he is your Emmanuel, Jesus lived a life of perfect obedience for you. Because he's your Emmanuel, he suffered and died on a cross for you. Because he's your Emmanuel, he rose victoriously from the grave for you. So that you, so that, so that me, so that, so that I, so that anyone anywhere through faith in Christ can know that our guilt is washed away and that heaven is our eternal home. So yeah, you may feel disappointed in yourself. You may feel disappointed in your life, but understand Jesus loves you. He forgives you and he's always, always with you. So that's one way he encourages you, right? A second way though, when you're dealing with dark days of disappointment is to also understand that the Lord reminds you he has a plan for your life. This is huge. Because if Jesus has a plan for your life, it means he's in control. And if Jesus is in control, it means he's going to work in and through even your disappointments to accomplish his will for your life. How cool is that? In Jeremiah 29, God says, For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope and a future. So in those dark days of disappointment that are sure to come your way, Celebrate the fact that Jesus brings the light of his encouragement. Maybe it's reminding you of his presence. Maybe it's reminding you of his awesome plan for your life. But he will bring light into your dark days of disappointment. Second way by which you can behold Christmas light in dark days is to also remember that when you are distressed, Jesus strengthens you. So yeah, when you're pulling your hair out and you're feeling all frazzled and stressed out and overwhelmed and frustrated, Jesus will give you the power that you need to get through that moment. I love this verse. It's Philippians 4 verse 13. I can do everything through him. That's through Jesus who gives me strength. Isn't that a great verse? No matter what it is, you'll be able to handle it, not on your strength, of course, but on the strength that Jesus provides. And when you have God's, uh, Jesus' strength, you know, God's strength at work in your life, you won't be devastated by anything. Not this year, not any year. Right? His strength is always av available to you. With the power of, of Jesus' love, you will be forgiven. With the power of Jesus' grace, you will be comforted. With the power of Jesus' peace, you will be sustained. You can face all things in the strength of Jesus Christ. Now, does that mean that everything is going to go swimmingly well for you in life? No, you're still going to have difficult times. But here's the point. Jesus can bring light into those dark days by encouraging you when you are disappointed and strengthening you when you are distressed. Third, third way by which you can behold Christmas light in your dark days is to remember that when you are doubtful, Jesus guides you. There are times when you are going to be in life and you aren't certain of what to do. You're going to feel maybe lost where you're just kind of rambling, not, you just, you're just kind of aimlessly walking through life. Jesus says, come and follow me and I will always, always point you in the right direction. In John 8, verse 12, I read this just a moment ago. Let me read the rest of the verse. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. We got that, but look at this. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
So what's filling your mind right now with doubt? What is it? Is there some big decision that's looming maybe in 2023, right? So, so how are you gonna make that decision? How are you gonna do that? Are you gonna say, well, you know, if this, I'm gonna do this because it feels like the right thing to do. A lot of people make decisions that way, but let me just caution you because your feelings can be very unreliable. Or maybe you're gonna make that decision based on the fact, well, everybody else is doing it. Again, a lot of people do that, but I would caution you because everybody else can be wrong. So here's what I would challenge you to do. When you are in the dark days of doubt and uncertainty, I would encourage you to turn to the only reliable source of guidance, and that's God's word. Right? God's word will never, ever steer you wrong. It will always, always give you the best advice. Psalm 119, very familiar words. It says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. The Bible is the only reliable guide for your life. It is, it is available to you. It's a, life that, it's a light that illuminates kind of like what Laura's doing with that little light bulb. It helps you to see all those tripping hazards called sin it guides you in the direction that you know will be a, a direction that's going to bless you. God's word is amazing. And of course, God's word reminds you of his love for you in Jesus. So what does that mean? It means that even though you will stumble into the darkness of sin, and you will, I will, we all do, yet God's love for you doesn't change. And because of Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, because Jesus was willing to suffer and die in your behalf, to take the punishment that you deserve, God will forgive you. He will every single time. When you come to him in confession and you say, God, it's me again. I'm so sorry. God says, it's already done. It's already been paid for. Isn't that amazing? So be in God's word. Be in God's word. That's why we challenge you every day. Be in God's word. Whether it's just a little devotion or you're reading a section of scripture, that's why we want you to be in a small group where you can learn and share insights with each other about God's word. I know maybe you're not in a small group. Let me challenge you to make that a New Year's resolution to get into a small group in the new year where you can grow together in the knowledge of God's word as well as grow in community with some other brothers and sisters in Christ. It's, it, is a, it is a wonderful blessing to be in a small group. It really is. Bottom line, though, is when you are in those dark days of doubt and uncertainty, let God's word guide and direct you, okay? All right, fourth and final way by which you can behold Christmas light in those dark days is to remember that when you are depressed, Jesus changes you. And by that, I mean, when you are feeling down, Jesus doesn't pat you on the back and say, oh, get over it. He doesn't. He wants to lift you out of that darkness and change the direction that your life is, which is just, when you're in depression, it's just a spiral of sadness and sorrow and gloom. He wants to change you and move you into, uh, into the light of his love and healing power. In fact, Jesus will actually take that, those dark, that darkness that you might be in and use it to help you learn some, I don't know, new attitudes or discover maybe some new, um, you know, new approaches to life and make some new decisions. I don't know. All I know is that Jesus is not content to let you just plod through life in that, those dark days of depression. He wants to help you get up and out and change you and make you and shape you into the person he knows that you can be. And of course, only Jesus can do that, right? Only Jesus can break you out of that darkness and bring you into the light of a new day. Why? Because Jesus is the light of the world. 
1 John 2 says, the darkness in our lives disappears and the new light of life in Christ shines in. I love that. Maybe you are feeling a little overwhelmed right now. I don't know. Maybe you are wrestling with some feelings of sorrow and sadness. Here's the good news. The light of Christmas has broken into the darkness of this sin-polluted planet. And in Jesus, you can behold light, right? The light uh, that, that he alone can bring. The light that, that, that he alone can bring into whatever dark days you may be facing. So let me challenge you in a couple of ways this week. First, let me challenge you to connect with God by memorizing John 12, 46. That was the passage that Laura read. It's where Jesus says, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should stay in darkness. Memorize it. Commit that to memory and let it allow you to celebrate the fact that light has come into this sin-darkened world and his name is Jesus. Second, be alert to and aware of the darkness of light. Uh, dark days can creep in on you without you necessarily being aware of it. So, so look over those lists of dark days that we talked about just so that you are aware of them. And then third, remember the ways Jesus brings light into your dark days. Remember that God has given light into this world through the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And that through faith in him, we even though we are still in a sin-darkened world, we live in the light, right? The light of Jesus, the light of his encouragement, the light of his strength, the light of his guidance, and the light of his transforming power. Well, let's pray about that. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you do know all about our dark days. The, the ones that I just shared and others, of course, that I didn't mention, but they're out there. And Lord, you know when we are going through those dark days, you know exactly what we need. So Jesus, we pray, come, shine your light into our lives now, here in this place. Make the darkness disappear so that we might behold the light of your love, your peace, your joy, your truth. Jesus, we love you. We pray this in your great and holy name and all God's people said, amen, amen.